Hi, I'm Harry. And I'm Simon. Together we sell all sorts of antiques and collectibles from our two auction houses in Windsor and in Devon. But where do the items come from? Join us as we chat about house clearances, our weird and wonderful finds, and interview others in the antiques and auction trade, and if we're honest, just about any other topic that happens to come to mind. Hi, welcome back. You're joining us at The Gavel and The Gabble. Uh, we may be a bit late this uh, week in uh, releasing this episode because my partner in crime, Simon, is uh, back from his holidays. How did that go, Simon? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I've already had a slight debriefing about uh, Simon's holidays. I, I and it would be suffice to say... I don't want to talk about it. Well, all content... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to it's, talk about it. It's gratefully received. All I, I can tell you, all I can tell you, Harry, is I have found a way to burn four thousand pounds and be utterly miserable for an entire week whilst putting my children's lives in danger. That's basically what I did for a week. You can call that a holiday if you wish, but when you fly out and the children catch COVID and you spend the week in quarantine and then you fly back. To continue your quarantine, I can assure you that in my book is not a holiday. Yeah, got no words. Yeah, great. That was the end of that episode. Then should we move on? <laughs> well, if this makes you feel any better, uh, while you're away, um, obviously the first three episodes of The Gavel and the Gavel have got out there. And P.S., an executive director of a regional airline, has described us as surprisingly listenable. High praise indeed. There, wow. Mate. Surprisingly. He's listened to all three episodes. <laughs> Sorry, let me get let me get this right. This guy is an executive of a regional airline, right? Executive director, regional airline. Yeah. Right. Well, I can tell you when he listened to all three of those podcasts, sat on the runway waiting for clearance for a flight that's always going to be late. That's when he heard that. I'll give him surprisingly listenable. Oh, dear. Um, well, we're delighted that uh, P.S. loves the podcast. And um, if the rest of you would like to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, what? it's all about. No, it's all praise is gratefully received no, by this not. ego. Absolutely not. No, no, keep your Let me tell to you. yourself. <laughs> Surprisingly listenable. So, on the um, subject of uh, keeping your uh, opinions to yourself, Simon, prior to going away, we had four days of auctioneering in our various setups and. Simon made the error, error. of um, reading below the line on social media um, in between a busy four days where somebody was critical of the... Um, oh, God, you can tell it was critical because my voice went high. It <laughs> was critical of, um, of not necessarily our style, but um, the things that we were auctioneering. They wanted to have uh, more general sales with much cheaper... I'll tell you uh, what he says. And much cheaper said. furniture. Oh, you remember it, do you? Yes, I do now. Thank you very much for bringing that back to me. Are you really trying to send me over the edge on this particular podcast? Right. What's this person? I'm loving every minute of this because you're usually sort of the alpha male in control of everything. And I'm getting 30 minutes oh. of revenge. Oh, I, I tell you what, if this is what a holiday does for you, never again. Never, ever, ever, ever again. So this person decided to, did they post it? They did. They posted it on something, I don't know, Google, Twitter or whatever. Um, and said, very disappointed. Very disappointed. Cool. Yeah, I don't know what I've done, but... She's I don't think we're going to read your reply because we're trying to keep this clean no. and PG. No, 
no, I wouldn't. Um, I did reply. Trust very, me, we all know. <laughs> and then went on holiday. <laughs> very disappointed that they no longer do boxes of bric-a-brac. Well. So, um, I'll talk over Help Simon for a bit while he calms down. However, what this did elicit, forgetting his response on social media platforms, he is now banned. Very, very good. Yeah, very good. He is Simon is now banned from reading below the line. Uh, he's taking advice from uh, far more professional people than us at podcast and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> the next day, we had an auction, and in that auction were uh, part of that auction was part 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 of it was a general sale, and there were some um, lesser value items. And of course, as soon as the lesser value items started, we started putting them through, you know, selling them and trying to sell them. Nobody bid. So obviously, ah. our general auction uh, clients weren't disappointed. However, what I hadn't realised is that Simon was still bearing a grudge against the person who remained nameless online. And um, he launched into one on the rostrum at the assembled throng, who frankly had done nothing wrong and had nothing to do with any of it. They were rather the innocent parties in all of this, I have to say. I think I merely made the point, merely made the point, Harry, that... This is why we no longer do a general sale, because it's not selling. And that is really the point of our job. Hence the reason our businesses evolve and change. Mr. Commenter on social media, whoever you were, madam. This is why our businesses evolve and change and we sell things that do sell. Otherwise, the whole thing is somewhat pointless madam <laughs> and i'm sorry that you're disappointed okay so we're six minutes in and i've i think i, I, say, I, I, I can't help sorry. but feel i should stop picking on simon <laughs> I, i'm not sorry she's disappointed if that's, oh, what, dear. If, that's the th if we're the only thing that disappoints her in her life then she must have a pretty good life if boxes the lack of boxes of bric-a-brac that is true are the one thing in this crazy world we live in at the moment that's disappointing her then we're doing a good service because quite frankly agreed how's your week uh my week's been really good uh i've been buzzing around arranging appointments and clearances and collections weirdly and i say this on the 12th of july uh we're fully booked for the last two weeks of august and the first two weeks of september really <laughs> <laughs> So, so clearances are busy, aren't they? Clearances. Yeah, yeah, busy. really busy. But I, te I tell you which one the uh, the boys are really looking forward to. We were in uh, London and we we're in Notting Hill, and nice. the client asked us if we'd clear uh, the property over and during the Notting Hill Carnival. What? <laughs> because that was the most convenient dates for them. Right. Uh, well, unless, unless, I... unless Ray and Graham are going to don the outfit and turn our Windsor auctions lorries into a float. <laughs> well, that's kind of how the conversation went with us. The, the full crew will be there. So we have eight men on site and um, three lorries. And it was going to be a full crew. In fancy and, dress. And, and every single one of them asked if they could have a new outfit. <laughs> Ah, I can see the oh. boys in those coconut shells. Oh, dear me. I was just... Well, I was terrified as to what they were going to ask for. But, yeah, so um, we have got the job. We're not doing it then. Oh, uh, that's a bit of a shame, Harry. I mean, if we want content for a podcast, 
Hell's Teeth. That should be. I mean, there's there's four podcasts in that, surely. Yeah, well, I mean, it may still happen. You never know. They may those may still be the only dates because what we are finding is that a lot of people, God bless them, um, are really struggling to organise completion dates for their property. So that's uh, quite tricky at the moment. Yeah. So while you were away, um, we were buzzing around. I was buzzing around, very busy doing all that sort of stuff. He says to his business partner to make himself feel like he wasn't just sat around in the heat. <clears throat> that that sounds slightly persistent. You want to you want to watch out for that. No, 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 no. I've, I've, you know what? As you know, doing what we do because we go and see a lot of um, older people. I've never. I I feel, although I'm not, I feel like I'm one of the more tested people out there because I'm continually being tested. Because you can't go to some places without brandishing little plastic things with lines or no lines, hopefully on them. So yeah, no, that was good. And um, prepping for auctions at the end of this month in the usual fashion. So that was good. And while you were away, I set to work on following up on people who want to come on the podcast with us as well. Oh, good. Have you, have you, have you got anyone? Is it, is it somebody that wants more bric-a-brac? Uh, no, it's not somebody. Although I might, I might yeah, track down that person. Let's invite her on, because that should be fun. I might try and sort that out, but I don't think that's great. I don't think that's the best content. Uh, no, so we've got uh, coming up um, August, September time, probably before the year before then at the end of July, maybe um, uh, dealer, uh, TV star and uh, curator of the Henley Decor Fair, a guy called Gary Wallace, okay, uh, yeah. who's a popular yeah. dealer. Um, and he had a TV show on yesterday, I think it was. So he's going to give you some tips on being a TV star. You're not funny. <laughs> I'm a bit funny. That's what people say. <laughs> a bit funny. A what bit was it? Funny. What was it? What was no? What am I? You're vaguely watchable. No. Surprisingly listenable. Maybe that's you, <laughs> and I'm just you know. Yeah, I'm definitely not surprisingly watchable. Uh, go on, yeah, go on. So, so yeah, we're going so to so we're gonna get him on. That will be interesting because he's had. Uh, a he does. Very wait, he's, he's yeah. So he's got a lot of irons and a lot of fires, and yeah. uh, he was keen to come on. And he's appeared on other people's TV shows as a dealer, and then he had his own because he's. Uh, yeah, interesting fellow. So we're looking forward to chatting to him. He'll have some good stories. And then we're um, chasing down some of the uh, other interesting people to get them to come and have a chat. And um, I think we should. I should think we should get some of our mad customers on. Yeah, I'm happy. If you are a customer of ours and you want to come and talk to us for ten minutes, ten to fifteen minutes, you are more than welcome to email the gavel and the gabble at gmail dot com. And uh, I'll forward your email to Simon. <laughs> are, are, you, are you completely raving mad? <laughs> so the, the thing about auction houses is we attract the maddest of people. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I'll say it. We attract. We yeah, but not... hang on a minute. Before you, um, before you knock our customer base. Oh, I'm not knocking them. I think that. I think that most of the people who run auction houses or oh, yeah. We've all got who stand on the rostrum are eccentric and interesting characters in their own right. Ah, oh, we're not. Or just... We're just great the big, exception. Or great and, big large people who are so hot. We're recording this in the middle of the heat wave, obviously. And um, it's at time like times like this that I actually think that I should have listened to the dietitian. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's just at times like this, right? I just want to be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, know, okay. vaguely. Oh, okay. Most of the time, don't care. 
at this precise moment, I'm thinking, oh my God. So let me tell you, we have a customer. I'm going to call him Chris, because that's his name, um, <laughs> who comes in quite regularly. He's a, he's a lovely old boy, and he comes from um, local to us in, in Lyme Regis. He comes from a beautiful, picturesque, Devon town, uh, village. It's one of the prettiest villages, certainly in Devon, if not the country, certainly in the southwest. It's one of the longest villages, weirdly. That's uh, Branscombe. I'll tell you, it's Branscombe because his name is Chris. It's the longest. Hmm? Longest in existence or it's just got a very long... No, it is one, basically one long, long lane of beautiful oh, I see. cottages and houses. It's a long, long village. There's no depth to it and i mean that literally rather than it's just a long village anyway the great thing about branscombe is they're all nuts and i say this with love we've got lots of customers from branscombe they are 64 shades of nuts they I are do, I, I do want to say that we started this um podcast partly because we wanted to lift the veil on auctioneering and house clearance and god knows what but not to actually destroy our own businesses, if that's all right with you. No, that's fine with me. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. They are all, we deal with lots of people from Branscombe. They're all proper, proper, lovely people. Um, and they're all lunatics. And I will give you a prime example. Chris, fabulous guy, came into the auction house uh, the week before I went away. And I said, hi, Chris. Come he comes into the office. Um, I said, oh, Chris, I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. What have you been up to? And he said, straight off the bat, oh, we've been panning for gold. Pardon? We've been panning for gold. Where? Legoland? I said... Is that still a thing? Or does that show that I'm a really old parent? You I think that shows you're an old... old Could you do that? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, so, um, Chris is what we would call a bit of a tinker. So he will dive in skips, he will find stuff, he will put stuff in auction, he will sell stuff, he buys and sells, and he's brilliant. And he's a proper character, And he's, but it's anything to turn a buck. He just loves yep. it. He just loves buying, like, or, like lots of us, you know, if he buys something for a fiver and sells it for eight quid and he makes three, he's the happiest man alive. It's not about the money, he just enjoys it. <laughs> Him and some of his mates down the local boozer one of them apparently brought up the fact that in a village somewhere up in Somerset, wherever, they've been panning for gold in the local river and finding gold. This is how it was reported. This is how nuts Chris and his mates are. Right. So they have then got a map out and said, well, hang on. That river is the one that links up to that, that links up and goes straight through Branscombe. Before the end of the night, and probably a very large amount of liquor, I imagine, they'd gone on Amazon and they bought gold panning kits and they'd spent the last... They can't be on Prime, can they? They can't uh, be delivered next day, surely. Um, do you know what? I'm guessing it's a couple of sieves. I really don't. At this point, <laughs> I was just staring at him. He told me this story like it's perfectly reasonable. So he's like, so we've spent the last two weeks up to our knees in mud and silt and water panning for gold. 
I said, I know we're in the West, but will it's not the Wild West. What that? What? And he said, but oh, the very idea good. Was, have you been working on that for long? Lovely. I have. Lovely. I have, been, have you been? Yeah, good. That's as good Excellent. as it gets. So, <laughs> and guess what? Eight the, hour the, delay on a flight. That was what was coming. Um, Come on. <laughs> and the plan was that they would bring us the big bag of gold and we would then auction it for him on the rostrum. Well, that's very sweet of them. Exactly. And I said, obviously, okay then, where's the gold? And he went, well, that's where the problem starts. We have found mostly rocks. Mostly rocks. 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 And right, he said, okay. I'm guessing you're not going to want to sell them. I said, oh my goodness, no. I don't want to sell rocks you found in the Branscombe stream. Did what they put the rocks about? back in the stream? Surely no, no, they, the stream they, needs they, the rocks. No, they kept the nice ones. Oh, oh, of course. Right. So now you try and tell me that people from Branscombe are not nuts. That was two weeks of his life. Was he the only... But he had a... There was a troop of them doing No, there's a crew of them. Gold. There's a crew of them came up with this cunning plan to get rich. Well, I mean, I don't know who... It, it, there's, there's several gold hunting um, TV shows, aren't there, on history and discovery and people like that. I mean, if they want to contact Chris, we're happy to hook them up and um, Branscombe we can be put on the map. He looked a little bit crestfallen, to be honest. Oh, I'm not bless. entirely sure, because obviously in the pub, it clearly sounded like an amazing idea, as do most ideas in the pub, I think you're fine. Didn't quite pan out that way. You see what I did there? Yeah, mate. It's. I mean, literally, you're going for a career in stand-up. That's two awful puns in, in the same anecdote. And neither of them intentional. I'm a natural. So maybe we could get Chris on. Chris and his pals no. after they've been to the Fountainhead and imbibed. No. And we could interview them about their experience of tinkerness and panning for gold. I'm not sure that tinkerness is an acceptable word, uh, but I will happily talk to him about panning for gold. Possibly not on this forum. Do you think uh, it's tinkerness, tinkerness? No, like, I, don't, I have no idea. I have no idea whether it's, I have no idea whether it's, um, I it have a, no a, idea whether that's acceptable trait. or not, not acceptable and all the rest of it. So have you had any good finds? Tell me about your finds. People like to hear about the finds. I've had a couple of emails saying, tell me more yeah. about the things you found. What have you found? Oh, do you know what? Daniel had a fabulous find. Um, Daniel, for those who don't know, um, lots of people's names will come up. Uh, works for us down at uh, Lime Bay Auctions. Daniel um, went out. Uh, it's a weird world because we may have mentioned it before, but we do a lot of rummaging around in people's boots. As in the back of cars, if you are um, if you're listening to this overseas, not their actual boots. Lots of people will rock up and say, I've got a load of things in the boot. Can you see if any, anything's saleable? And Daniel went out to this particular vehicle with a lovely lady and went through what could only be described as... Not saleable items. <laughs> boot fair material at best. Okay. Did, you, did we ever tell you we had a review on Google? Have I mentioned this before? We had a review on Google, a five-star review for Lime Bay Auctions, and it just said, boot fair for posh people. So, um, there are, uh, just to unpick that quickly, uh, no and no. Offensive. Not true. <laughs> boot fair for posh people. I thought it was quite fun. I, yeah, okay. All right. Well, if you like it, you have it. Well, I can't get rid of it, apparently. So said Mr. Google. <laughs> Mr. Oh, Google see, doesn't give me you a go. You don't like it that much. 
<laughs> well, exactly. I would have taken it down. In fact, I'd take down all of them, to be honest. Anywho, <laughs> Daniel, bless him, um, with his usual aplomb, went through and far more delicately than perhaps you or I may have done what we're looking for this particular month, madam, and passed it all uh, to one side and then called me over and said, uh, all of this stuff is sat on a tray. Do you want to have a look at the tray, Simon? I said, okay. And then I looked at it and we picked up a tray that must have been two foot by a foot wide with all of this stuff piled on it. Most of which, well, no, all of which Daniel had rejected. And then we lifted said tray out. It's a Georgian hallmarked solid silver tray. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, customer, must have, been customer well, must have been chuffed. I can honestly tell you, uh, no, honestly tell you, she said, well, look, that was in the loft and I needed something to pile this stuff all on to bring it down to you. But you don't want any of that, do you? No, no, no. We don't want that. But but you do want the tray. Yes, we do want the tray. Uh, are we sending? Are we sending Daniel back to the loft to see whatever else they've got? <laughs> I don't think you get Daniel up in a loft. <laughs> oh, I've got a loft anecdote for you quickly. Um, I went to a house last week. Don't tell where... me you went in a loft because I would not <laughs> no, believe that. Where a lovely, lovely uh, couple downsizing, uh, moving from a, a sort of three-story townhouse with a loft um, and they'd very sweetly got the loft ladder down <laughs> and obviously it was taking all of us a while to get upstairs age versus being overweight like myself and when we got to the top floor the chap looked at me looked at the ladder looked at me looked at the ladder and I was politely waiting for what I knew was coming because he was a proper gent and a really lovely guy and he went um so uh in your company, is there somebody who specialises in lofts then? <laughs> and helps you out. He was just <laughs> smiling. And I said, uh, yeah, there are a couple of young men on the crew that we send up into the lofts to help clear the house out for you. And so, um, and he looked at me and went, yeah, that's not really your domain, is it? <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, we'll just take it that the loft half's full and perhaps you could just quote on that basis. Can, was you, can you get through a standard loft hatch? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. If, you, if as long as you only need my head. <laughs> oh, um, one shoulder, maybe. Possibly. I don't know. I don't because I, I look at them and I don't. The ladders are so teeny tiny and rickety. Yeah, um, no, I don't think. Just, just. I mean, in previous episodes, we've talked about being fat shamed. This is me taking the Mickey out of myself. I could do something about this and don't. But I no, I'm not loft shape, and I do, do usually what? make reference to it. But to be fair, Harry, I mean, to be fair, you know, if you talk to a dietitian, they say they will say that there are good fats and bad fats, and I absolutely consider you to be a good fat. Oh, mate, that's the nicest. Consider I spent the first six to eight minutes of this podcast victimising you. I know. I do. I do <laughs> think of you as one of the good fats, definitely. <laughs> Oh, I'm touched. I could cry. Oh, that's that's nice. very sweet of you. I mean, I'm amazed that you're recording a podcast and, and trying to be witty in the middle of what, frankly, has been eight days from hell for you. So, <laughs> um, so hats off all round. Oh, I tell you one thing we're doing when we're, we're, we're meeting up soon, aren't we? Uh, tail end of this month. I've got somebody who's ringing me later about that. Hopefully with another auction thing. Um, what? We're doing the, uh, we're sitting on the cob, aren't we? Oh, uh, Lime yeah, Regis. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. 
RNLI yeah. Lifeboat Week, and we are doing. Yeah, can we must. I think we talked about it before, but I, but just to put it into context, it's coming up, isn't it? So yeah, and it is, and it will be the first time we've done an online live auction for the RNLI from the lifeboat station itself. So yes, that is going to be very exciting. And we've managed to get, considering the times we're in, some very generous, lovely donation donations, all very Devon, Dorset, Southwest centric. So there's some fabulous things. But it's where everybody in London goes. So yeah, yeah exactly. Buy it, for, buy it for your visit or your holiday home oh. or all the rest of it. I mean, and I tell you what, we have got some real exclusive stuff like um, a stay in pool at a nice hotel for two nights. That's not the, the amazing bit. The amazing bit is then you get a VIP tour of the RNLI training centre. And that's the one, if you've ever seen it, where they dump the helicopter in the pool and spin it upside down and you've got to get out and not die and then maybe you pass. Oh, do you get to, you don't get to have a go at that? I'm pretty sure no. Says I, who <laughs> born coward would go, you're all right. I'd like to nominate a small child to do that rather than me. <laughs> but we have some fabulous prizes. It's up online for a change. I mean, no disrespect, but when we first did this ten, eight, nine, ten years ago for the RNLI, we were trying to flog tea towels with kittens on. It was a bit of a tough sell, but you know we did all right, didn't we? And this and we year, had a hoot. We had great oh, fun. brilliant fun, brilliant fun. Um, we had great fun, and people were, and people do dig deep because particularly if you're visiting down there, make sure if you are in Lyme Regis, and which so many people are. Cause I was down there not long ago. It's busy as heck. Yeah. Um, but make sure you visit the RNLI shop. It's at the end of the cob. Uh, you can't miss it. You cannot avoid dropping a couple of pounds or 50p or whatever you can afford in the bucket or in their collection pot because it is at the bottom of the cob. So as you're walking up the cob, which is one of the things everybody do when they're down there. I'll speak for Simon now. Don't get mm. there. He does. Um, make sure you drop a couple of pounds uh, in the thing because um, they're keeping everybody safe. But we'll be in the lifeboat station uh, doing our bit. So that should be quite fun. Can't wait. And you remember? Yeah. I keep mentioning it because I feel it's important. And, and on two occasions, they've had a shout during the auction. That seems to be the run of things. So, uh, yeah, that's coming up. So we're doing that. So that's great. Um, you found a silver salver. There are more things. It's not a one lot auction. Thanks, Harry. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. It's been a, uh, sorry, it's been a tough week. <laughs> I've got two children with COVID uh, and a wife with COVID. Um, and I had to go shopping yesterday to Tesco's, which didn't go well. Am I allowed to say what your WhatsApp message said to me because we couldn't record yesterday? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> it was something along the lines of, I'm having to cook, shop and everything. <laughs> yeah. I, I realise that sounds horribly misogynistic. Um, and um, it, uh, what it has taught me is how incredibly hard my wife works because I stumbled around Tesco's with a list that had on it quinoa or something. Quinoa. Yeah, whatever. Um, oh, right, okay. And I brought Blimey. back the... Uh, uh, yeah, and um, pumpkin seeds. I mean, what aisle's that in? I have no... Basically, each item on the list, and there must have been 60, I did a lap of Tesco's. <laughs> uh, this episode isn't isn't very antique-centric, is it? Um, no, I've gone really... No, it's not good at all, is it? Sorry about that. 
Do you know what? The only thing that I can make it antique-centric is I cannot tell you how much I was desperate to be back in my auction house when I was allegedly on holiday. Uh, well, your team really missed you. I'm not sure they did. Oh, couldn't stop talking about you. They didn't. They did incredibly well without me, which is even more distressing, quite frankly, that they did such a that good job. That is always. Yeah, I always, I me, I always and, find that upsetting. When that happens, that really cheeses me off. I rode back into the auction house on my white horse and went, Stand by, everyone. I'm back. Give me all the problems. I'll sort them. And they basically went, We've made you this appointment. We've taken this in. We've got some fabulous antiques, got some beautiful jewelry in the safe for you to value. Everybody's happy. Everybody's had a lovely time. And I was like, it's not easy being you this week. <laughs> it's it's not my finest week, no. Okay, so you've got stuff coming up. You've got a charity auction coming well, according up. According to you, I've got one that... lot. I've got a salvo. Got... <laughs> no, I didn't say that. You've got auctions at the end of the month. And, ah, yes, that's the other thing. So we were talking about interviewing Gary Wallace. Um, what we want to do is we have a couple of suggestions that come in by email, um, but we want a few more as to other people we're going to interview. So do email us or contact us on our socials. We're on Twitter. We're on, what's the other one? Instagram. That's the word I was looking well, for. no point asking and me. No, no point asking you. Um, do follow um, us on Instagram because as people listen to the episodes, there are pictures and snippets of things that have come up. Um, for instance, um, we make reference to Simon's uh, encounter with the snake lady of Lyme Regis in an early, uh, in one of the first episodes, uh, episode one, I think it is. Um, and the size of the snake in the bed is um, alarming many people who are now seeing the photo who thought that you were, you know, it was like an adder and it was a little tiny thing. Turns out, not so much. No. And by the way, I would just like everybody to know that I'm not allowed access to this Instagram account for fear that I might post something. <laughs> I know. So and that's a very good if point. You could, <laughs> if, you, if you could all email in and start some kind of a petition that would allow Simon to equally be allowed to <laughs> no, post. No, no, we, 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 we're going to deal with that. We are going to deal with that. Are you? Mm. <laughs> I completely forgotten. No, we haven't given you the I noticed your lovely daughter and you was so absent when she was supposed to set up my mobile telephone yeah, pocket okay. machine. Well, that will hopefully happen in July. Really? I might do that for you myself. Yeah. No, you won't. You'll find some I excuse. Will, I will, I will, I will, I will. I mean, Eliza, <laughs> bless her, the best telephone bidder at Windsor Auctions, your daughter, she's fabulous. Yeah. And highly She has been doing it for a number of years since she was about yeah, 14. Yeah, but she's highly She's now in her 20s. <laughs> yeah. She's at every single auction until it's the auction when it comes to setting my mobile telephonic device up to allow me to take pictures and post on Instagram and then strangely absent. I, I will mention this to her, but we're going to sort it out. Okay, well, uh, this hasn't been the most informative antiques episode. Um, suffice to say, look at the things that you're carrying everything else on because that may be the thing of value. <laughs> Equally, if you're sat or listening to this on a runway at a English-British airport, you have my sympathy, my deepest, deepest, my heart goes out to you. Simon, you will go on holiday again. I'm never this going isn't on holiday the end. again. I'm never going on. I'm not leaving the parish. I'm not leaving <laughs> the parish. I will stay and I will have fun with my beautiful antiques and my silver and my gold and my jewellery in my lovely, cool They're not yours, mate. They belong house. to the clients. 
They're mine for a month until we sell them. They're mine. They're all mine. And I am never leaving the parish again, ever. I love it in Devon. Devon, it rhymes with heaven. I'm going nowhere. (laughs) Okay, then. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Do subscribe, review, etc. I'll be back with Gollum. I mean, Simon. uh, It's been therapeutic. I've loved it. Next episode, when hopefully... Hopefully, he says, talking over him to make sure he doesn't set the off colour. He'll be happier and um, back in on it. I feel like it's like therapy, this uh, podcast. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I feel better. Okay. I feel We're genuinely better off. for it. We're cutting you off. See ya. Love Bye. you all.